0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Everybody in here, in your homes, welcome to the Crawley Congregation. Let's just all raise our hands. Just lift the name of Jesus right now over our nation, over our lives, over the towns that we're in, the region. The name that is above every other name. The name that our nation needs at this time. He is the Saviour. He is the one who gives hope and life. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus, Your name above every other name. We honour You, we glorify You. We lift Your name over our nation in these days. We thank You that You are Lord of this nation. In amongst all of the confusion and the challenges and the trouble over the mourning that's taking place this week, we exalt You as Lord of our nation. We thank You, Jesus. We praise Your Name. We exalt Your Name. Father, in this place, we thank You for the Queen and who she has been to every one of us and to our nation. Father, what an amazing woman of God that she has been. Somebody who's faithfully served You, faithfully honoured You, faithfully lifted Your Name high. And the outpouring of that, the overflow of that in her life has then been to serve the nation, to serve every one of us. Father, I thank You for her intercession every day since she became Queen. That every day she spent around 30 minutes or so, praying for the nation every day. Father, we thank You for the spiritual covering that she has been over our nation. A believer, spirit filled, who spoke in tongues. Who not only understood that she was head of state on a natural level or head of the church because That's what came with the role or the job. Father, she understood the spiritual significance, the spiritual reality of being anointed by You, having a mantle on her life that came from You. That when she was coronated, she understood that the whole thing was before You. Most of the words were from Your Word, from the Bible that was spoken to her or over her, words that she had to speak herself and respond to, it was from Your Word. And Father, we thank You for the reverence and the fear of God that was in her life, that she honoured You every day. She understood the anointing being set apart. Firstly, to serve You and to be faithful to You. And then as a result, to serve and be faithful to the nation. Father, I thank You. One of the ways You just visually honoured that on Thursday when she passed away was a huge rainbow over Buckingham Palace. As if to say that was Your contribution to, Here's my favour, here's my smile over her life and reign. Father, we thank You that You welcomed her into glory with You. And You said to her, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and join in with the joy of Your Lord. We thank You, Father. She is there with You now in glory. She joined her husband, many others that we know. She joined Pastor Colin. Maybe they've had a chat already. I don't know. His anniversary of him passing away is this Tuesday. And maybe he was there to welcome her. and Say, welcome, child of God. Not just Queen Elizabeth, but welcome, Elizabeth, child of God. And every one of us, I'm sure, whether online in Crawley or in our homes or here, wherever we are, all of us would say, Father, thank you for the Queen. Thank you for the Queen. Thank you for the Queen. Who she was, what she represented in all of the challenges of the last 70 years that she was reigning. How she faithfully honoured you. And it was around the year 2000, coming up to the Queen's speech at Christmas, The Archbishop of the day, they were having a conversation about her speech. And she said, I always talk about God, but I think I need to talk more about Jesus and bring Jesus in. And since then, she always talked about Jesus in her speeches. There's something happened at that moment in her. And we're going to pray for King Charles this morning, the royal family. We had an amazing encounter week this uh, last week, prayer of fasting. The whole focus was to seek the Lord, seek Him. Because when you seek Him, whatever you seek, you begin to be full of and then you overflow with whatever you're full of. And the nation needs a church that is seeking God at this time so that His people on earth overflow with who He is With His life, His love, His grace, His patience, His power, His goodness, His nature, character, everything of who He is. It sounds contradictory just to seek the Lord. Wow, that's selfish. No, we seek Him because we want to know Him. But we seek Him so we're so full of Him, He overflows from our lives. And that's what the world needs. The world needs the overflow of his life. That's how Jesus lived. He sought the Father and everybody got the overflow of his relationship with the Father. We had some amazing evenings of prayer and seeking God and just what God was doing. Creates a greater hunger in your life to know Him. Why? Because where there's intimacy, there's overflow. And Thursday with the Queen passing away, it was a little bit of a shift because it was 6.30, the announcement was like, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you, how do you wanna go this evening? What do you wanna do? And the whole evening ended up being focused around, obviously thanking God for the Queen, but then praying into King Charles's reign, the Royal Family, the nation. Because we're here as the body of Christ on earth to be a people of intercession, to stand in the gap between God He is here on earth, but He's also in heaven ruling and reigning. But He's here in us on earth. And we're here to intercede between heaven and earth for our nation. We're here as a people of intercession. What an honour it is to be able to pray for our nation, to pray for our royal family, to pray for the King. Colin said at the beginning of the meeting here, what a week we've had. New Prime Minister. She gets dropped in it big time, doesn't she? She had no idea what was coming this week. Suddenly she meets the the Queen Tuesday. Maybe the last official conversation that was had with the Queen was the new Prime Minister. Two days later, she's passed away. The next day she meets the new King. They're both dropped in it. They're both newbies to the roles that they're going to be doing in a certain degree over the next week they're gonna be traveling the country together the King goes to all four nations with the Queen consort and they've asked the Prime Minister to go with them to go to all four nations that's a prophetic thing for our nation not, it's not only a, a monarch thing going on because that's the that's what's required I believe there's a prophetic thing as they go to the nations, the British Isles, that God wants to bring a unity, a reconciliation, healing strength, so that as the, as the British Isles, we move forward together as the United Kingdom under God, under a new King who declared in His speech that He has a deep-rooted faith. And that is the faith of the Church of England in terms of what He said. Generation to generation. And we wanna pray for Him that the reality of whatever knowledge He has of who God is and whatever relationship He has with God, that that would deepen, that would strengthen I don't know where he's at with Jesus in that sense but we just pray for that same penny dropping in his life that it did with the Queen in terms of I talk about God because she had a relationship with God but she just had this quickening by the Spirit I need to talk more about Jesus in our, to our nation and we just pray that that same revelation comes to him he, he's got a bed in hasn't he as the King and we just pray Father as part of that mantle that is already upon him The anointing of your Spirit that has already come upon him as the King. You see, whenever there's a transition like this, the Queen has passed away. That mantle then passes on straight away. He'll know there's something different in his life. There's a shift. Lots of the media over the last few days have been talking about a new era. Wow, how long has the... People have been prophesying that over the last year or two. There's an end of an era. We're coming into a new era. We've been saying that ourselves. It's a new era. It's happening in loads of different ways at all kinds of levels. It's a new era as our nation. Our nation on one level is is, is crumbling at the knees. What will it take for us to fall to our knees as a nation? we want to pray for our, our new King. One of the things that was so important on Thursday evening is that whatever we, whoever we pray for, we need to have the right heart for. And many things have been said about King Charles over the years, both positive and negative. And we've probably all said things about him, positive and negative. I know I have said things over the years, taking the mickey out of him here and there or saying something negative or whatever, but also some positives. But I knew the other day, Thursday, when I was just, when obviously all the announcement, the media, 6.30, all the news that was going on. And I was like, Father, where do we need to go tonight? we're not just going to carry on in the same way exactly as we have been all week we know we need to flow with you but in relation to what's happening and one of the first things the Lord said to me is just just make sure you have a right heart towards your new king and so we even, before we even came I knew it's like Father I just want to settle any negative attitude I have in my heart it's not in my head for it starts in here and then it goes there in that sense but so I had to just make sure I had a, I, I just said Father I submit my attitude towards him the words that I have spoken where I've, where I've been sarcastic about him or negative or have not spoken well of him whatever I might have said Father I should have forgiven me I should have cleansed my heart now if you need to do that today please do that now because you can only pray for what you honour if you don't honour who you're praying for you can't pray with a, with a right heart and you won't get an answer and so just ask him to forgive you Father I cleanse my heart of any wrong attitude towards King Charles words I've said whatever might be in my heart I might not have ever spoken them but I've got a negative kind of thing towards him I don't like this, I don't like Father. I surrender all of that. And I thank you that you forgive me and cleanse my heart right now. And Father, I ask you for your heart for King Charles. I thank you that you are for him, that you love him, that the anointing of your spirit is on him, that you have placed a mantle of leadership and authority upon His life. And Father, we know that when You come upon us, things happen in us. That we can't stay the same because You're working in our hearts and lives. And Father, we just bring King Charles before You right now. We thank You, Holy Spirit, that You come upon him, that You work in his heart, in his life. We thank You for the expressions in his speech of The word love was used quite a number of times and a lot of the commentators said, we've never heard a monarch or somebody talk about loving, love in that way. And Father, we just thank you that you you would reveal more and more and more of who you are to King Charles, our King. Not our King of Kings, Jesus is our King of Kings. But King Charles is our King. Just thank Him that He is our new King. Just verbalise that out. Speak it. Father, I thank You for King Charles. Just speak blessing over his life. I just speak God's blessing over your life. God save the King. We just speak blessing over you, King Charles, in the name of Jesus. Long live... The King. Long live our noble King. Father, I just pray that over these next few weeks, we don't know when the coronation is yet, but between now and when the coronation takes place, Father, I just thank You, whether directly from You or through other spiritual advisors, That know you that are around him. The Father, he would have a growing and greater understanding of the spiritual significance of the coronation. The the whole purpose of the coronation is actually this is what it means it means to be set apart for God's service, for God's holy service. That's why pretty much all of it is scripture. It's not a secular event. It's a spiritual event. And Father, I just pray that in these next few weeks, months, however long, that when he comes to that point on that day, we know he's going to be wholehearted because that's the sort of guy he is. on that day is He you just come upon Him by your spirit in a way that He's never known you before and that He would be a spiritual covering for our nation like the Queen has been Father, we just pray for his marriage with Camilla. That they both, their relationship would deepen, become stronger, but they both would grow in a greater relationship with you. We don't know where she's at. He's made some statements. But Father, you've become more and more real into her life. For Prince William and and Kate, the reality of who you are would, become even stronger in their lives. Father, we don't know what the Queen has said to her family behind doors. They all know she professed her faith. She loved Jesus. And we just pray that the whole family would, including Harry and Meghan, King Charles, siblings, all the turmoil that's happened over the years, we thank You that You are the God of redemption. You're the God who redeems. Yeah, we pray, Father, have mercy on the royal family. In the same way we would say that about our lives. Father, I thank You, even in the last few days, because so much of what is said in terms of the, um, the wordings in all of the different things that have taken place I don't know what you would call the wordings, the sta- I don't know if they're statutes or what they are But because they're rooted in kind of ancient, the way the nation's been run over the years It's, it's rooted in scripture it's rooted in who in God. And Father, we thank you that none of that's been meddled with. Because the Queen's been on the throne for seventy years. And we thank you that it's not going to be meddled with going forward either. But Father, we just pray that in this in these coming, this particularly this week, with all the various events going on, a week of mourning for the nation leading up to the Queen's funeral week tomorrow. The amount of things that are going to be read that are historical statutes of how we do things as a nation that are rooted in God, in Your Word. Father, I just pray that as You're mentioned, spoken, declared through different things that are done this week, even though it might be through someone who doesn't necessarily believe in that moment, We thank You that You are being declared. Your Word is being declared. And Father, if You can speak through a donkey in the Old Testament and bring the Word of the Lord, You can speak through somebody who doesn't believe and bring light into our nation and truth into our nation. And so Father, we believe. Your name is going to be talked about more and more. Father, we just pray in the media, they pick up this week more and more how much God is central to the statutes and the ways in which the fabric of our nation is built upon. We thank you, Jesus. Hey, everybody, whether you're in the building, in Crawley, you're in your homes or you're connecting in line from somewhere else, when we haven't come to church this morning. We never come to church. We gather as His church, His people. So important that when we gather we allow God to do whatever He wants to do the way He wants to do it. It's so important we take this time. And I'm believing that wherever you are the presence of God is just as real where you are now in one of the other congregations as He is in here now. And that we are here to serve God. We're not here to go to a service, do our bit and then go home like that. We're here to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're here to, at certain times to gather together, to worship, to pray, to believe, to be strengthened To be a community of believers that loves one another, lays down our lives for one another. And the overflow of that according to Scripture is so that then the world will know that we are His disciples. The world will know that Jesus is amongst us. any member of the royal family we're obviously towards Charles we've, King Charles we've got our hearts sorted maybe towards Camilla if there is anything you need to just sort out towards her especially if you really love Diana and all the stuff that can go on just submit your heart just say Father if, if you've had any bad attitude towards Camilla then just sort that out too Anything towards William Kate, anything towards Harry and Meghan. Harry and Meghan, probably pretty lightly with a lot of what's gone on over the last couple of years or so. Let's just get rid of anything that might be towards any of these guys, any other siblings of King Charles. God's going to move in the house of Windsor. Well, he is is moving, but he's going to move even more because they are not going to miss out on what God does in our nation. Whether the highest of the high to what in the natural might be considered the lowest of the low. God doesn't see it like that. The world has hierarchy. God doesn't. Not in the same way the world does. There is hierarchy in the kingdom. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three persons, the Godhead in one. They're in charge. And we honour, surrender and submit to our Father, our King Jesus and the breath of life, Holy Spirit. And then there's the rest of us. All of us lot, the body of Christ. Whether you're a king of a nation or you've just been born. or Someone that has got so much trouble in their life or whatever. God doesn't look at anybody and say you're more important than someone else. So I'm not any more important than anybody else here or at home or in Crawley today. We might have different roles, different responsibilities in the body of Christ. But the whole point of any role in the body of Christ is to serve. What did the Queen bang on, bang her drum about all the time? I'm here to serve I'm here to serve I'm here to serve 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 on the outside it might have looked like yeah that's fine for you to say that with your millions and your houses and this and the other I don't know if that really meant much to her what did mean what comes across everything to her was to serve God and to serve the people and whatever that role looked like she gave her life to do that and in the same way we might not ever be kings or queens princes or princesses or have a role in society that might say wow look how important you are or wow look how much influence you have over all of that God's not moved by that sort of stuff what God's interested in is every one of us being willing to serve the person next to us, the person around us, the person He sends us to, the person He brings to us and within the word serve is to honour because if you're a servant of someone, a servant means to honour that through their service, to honour the person through their service and to serve someone means to Honor them. Some people say, Why did the Queen embrace so many other traditions and faiths and that in certain ways? She never said that they are God or they are Lord. She only professed God to be God and Jesus to be Lord. But she embraced everyone because I'm here to serve, I'm here to honor people. And it's God's job, it's the Holy Spirit's job to reveal who He is into someone's life. I'm not here to try and tell people, you're wrong and I'm right and you need to believe what I do. We're here to witness about who Jesus is. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal Jesus to someone and save them. None of us can save anybody. We're here to be a witness. We're here to overflow with the life of God. And the Holy Spirit will then show them who Jesus is. And so we're here to honour people no matter what their faith, what their lifestyle, whether they're completely opposite to whatever we believe or how we live. We're here to serve people, to honour people. And just go with me this morning. Is that okay? Just go with me there's all this stuff is everything that I was going to talk about but we're just coming out in a different way and I believe when it comes out like this sometimes and we're in a moment we receive it in a different way than just listening to somebody talk in the, con- in the context of everything I've said and what we've said about serving one of the things that God has spoken to us about is open the doors now he's been speaking to us about Open the door of your life in a new way to those around you, your neighbour, your friends, your family, work colleagues, people around you that don't know the Lord yet. Open the door of your life. And he spoke to us a while ago about the building. Open the Just open the doors. There are things that happen in here throughout the week. Some of it's church related in the sense of people in the church. Other things are people in the community coming in but it's only been open at certain times for certain things that go on. And God just said, just open the doors. And as we began to pray into that, all of us like the I's dotted, the T's crossed, don't we? And a nice dot at the end of the sentence. So we're already sorted, organised. And as we were praying into it, it was, like, it was like we couldn't quite get a plan of action, a this or that and the other. And we were like, you know, and, and it's like God saying, I didn't say, here's your plan of action. I just said, open the doors. And in one sense, sometimes when we don't have it all together in the way we would like to, we don't feel ready. And the other day God spoke to me and He said, Clive, being ready isn't having all the I's dotted and your T's crossed and having everything planned. Being ready means you get interrupted. Being ready means it doesn't go within your plans or your timetable or schedule Jesus lived ready but he was always being interrupted and so from tomorrow here the doors are being opened Monday Wednesday well there's already stuff going on Tuesdays and Thursdays with little builders and Lots of children with either parents or carers or grandparents, whoever they are, coming in. And There's Child Contact Centre that happens throughout the week. Different people coming in out of the building for various things. There's other youth-related things that happen here. There's other prayer meetings or small groups that might happen in here. But Monday, Wednesday and Friday, the initial starting point. Adding to what's already happening is opening the doors. It initially, it would be from ten till two. It'll expand from that. We want to just start simply. There's two parts to it. One is God wants to build more community for us as a people, for community. Now, I appreciate if you live in some of the other towns, you might think, "Well, we don't live where you are." Is this just a Horsham congregation thing? At this moment, I'm not just talking about Horsham congregation. I'm talking about who we are as a people. I know church in the home is being brilliant to help build community within Worthing and and, and Burgess Hill and people just being in relationships are sharing lives and being in charge of lives at a different level. And the fruit of some of that is is brilliant what is happening in people's lives. And God wants to build more community. And we're opening the doors partly So to any of you guys in the life of the church, if you're in and around Horsham or you want to, you can come, you can have a coffee. We're We're not opening a coffee shop. The coffee shop will be open, okay, but we're not opening a coffee shop. We're opening a building. We're opening our lives. We're opening a community space to build community amongst believers, to invite your friends. They might be saved, they might not but also we're opening the doors for people that don't know Jesus as we're reaching out to the community, people around here who work around here and beyond that and others. We have the council asking us questions about some things. The council are aware of so many needs in our town, especially that are going to be growing in this next period of time. Loads of charities that a couple of us had a meeting with earlier in the week. Lots of different charities trying to meet all kinds of needs in the area. A lot of them, they're having a go, but there's a lot of there's not a lot of hope because of what they're seeing in the natural. These are not Christian charities, and one or two of them are. And it's like we're saying, hey guys, our building's open. We're an oasis we're a place. God's saying to us, you're an oasis. When there's an oasis, what do you expect when you get there you expect shelter you expect provision you expect safety food and water a place where you can rest before you carry on because you know if you just carry on as you are you're not going to make it then there are so many people increasingly beginning to think like that I don't know if we're going to make it this winter I don't know if it's going to work I don't know what we're going to do let alone into next year and where it might go after that and it's like God saying, hey, church, my people, you're an oasis. And why I want you to seek me is so that when everybody comes to who you are, your life, not just to a building, but to who you are, whether they come, your neighbour or somebody in your street comes to you, what they find as your life is an oasis and as a people, you are an oasis and your building and consequent, subsequent buildings will be an oasis. That when they come, they find overflowing life there. Yes. And they find shelter, they find peace, they find rest. They find salvation, they find healing, they find hope. They find provision naturally in different ways. Here's some food, here's some water, here's some provision. And God's called us to be like a Joseph in a time of famine. Famine. that not only Egypt came, but the nations came because there was only one place that had supply. And as things move forward, God wants the nation to realise the only true place that has the provision you need is my people, is those who believe in me. It's called the Church of Jesus Christ. And we are part of that oasis. Whether you want to call it the church or the body of Christ. I know some of you already have been saying, hey, I'd love to be involved. How can I get involved? If you want to be involved in some way, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday Friday, yeah. Just in the hub today, you can sign up. We got sheets there. Just say well whatever it says on there. Sign up, email, whatnot. We're, we've ready get in touch. Say this, or, or you might say when I'm available. I'm available on Mondays or Fridays or Wednesdays, or I'm available all of them. Maybe at this moment say well I, I can't be. That's fine, right? Online, you can just, if if you're not physically in the building, info at KingdomFaith.com And just ping us an email. I'd love to be involved. I'm available on Mondays or whenever. Tuesdays and Thursdays, the the soft play is open because that focus of those times in Little Builders is for those young families. So on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the the soft play is not open on Monday, Wednesday, Friday because it's already open Tuesday and Thursday for the community. So if any of you are thinking, well, I'd love to bring a friend who's got kids, bring them on Tuesday and Thursday because that's when the soft play is open. But Monday, Wednesday, Friday is to create space for others to come because there's so many people with different needs and issues in their life that need to be served, need to be honoured and reached and things are going to develop and change it's a starting point starting point we need to be full of grace with one another as we move forward as a church it's like God really is turning us inside out in our lives there's probably loads of things I'm supposed to be saying but just give me a moment thank you Jesus Father I just pray to every one of us in here and who Crawley people in the homes and elsewhere we'd be receiving from you hearing from you this wouldn't just be a bunch of information you're talking about how you want us to live our lives in this new era (laughs) we've got a new king for a new era we've got a new prime minister for a new era Wow, a lot changing. Pray for her. She, she needs prayer. Again, whatever you think of her, whether you like her or not, any attitude towards her, just get that right. Let's pray for, Father, we just pray for our Prime Minister. She's walked into just a whole new thing in a few days let alone being prime minister, what it means to relate to a a new king and everything that's going on in our nation, travelling around for the next week with the king and the queen consort. Father, whatever you want to do in Liz, trust and through her over these next few days. Thank you, it's not just going to be a political messages like it was with all these hustings. It's going to be something different coming out. And so Holy Spirit, we ask you that you would come upon her. We don't know whether she believes or not, but you would work through her in this coming week along with King Charles and and Queen Consort Camilla. You would work as a threesome that they would, as they go around, you'd work so powerfully in our nation. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Maybe just uh, before I just share a few more things before we close. There's a kind of change of tack, but it follows on. Maybe just turn to one person next to you, wherever you are in here, Crawley Church, in the home, elsewhere. Turn to one other person. Just spend a minute or so. You you guys just pray between you for King Charles royal family for the nation just take a minute you can pray out loud you don't have to be silent quiet but just turn to someone else for a moment and just pray thank God for what he's doing thank God that he's still in charge in our nation he hasn't changed his plans haven't changed everything else is changing but he stays the same and he's working out his plans. He knew this last week was going to happen. What a week to be prayer and fasting. <laughs> new, new prime minister, a new king, the queen passing away, nation in mourning. What a time to pray and fast. Thank You, Jesus. Father, we just... Father, I I thank You that more and more more people are going to be praying this week in this nation. Not just the church as we know it in terms of believers praying for the nation. But I thank You for more and more people in our nation praying this week because of what the Queen meant to them. And for some, she was their anchor, their stability. The person that has never changed has always been there in their life. And some are like, wow, is, is, you know, what's, what's Charles going to be like? King Charles, will he be able to be that person and all that? Father, we just pray that more and more people would t- lift their heads and turn to You and begin to look to You in this moment, not to another person. We thank You, Jesus. We thank You, Father. I just want to flow on for a few more minutes. Really important while we're all together across all four congregations. We've been going through the book of Romans this year. And I believe going through the book of Romans for us as a church is probably more significant than we realise Paul writes to the church in Rome because of the tension that was there between the Jewish and the Gentile believers. The context of the church in Rome in a society and culture that was if we can put it this way even more ungodly than ours in terms of the things that were going on and the way things were governed, and things that happened. If you read Roman culture and the way they were, it's pretty out there, pretty awful. And he writes to the church in Rome in this context, but there's angst within the church in Rome. And what he does, because we've been through the first eight chapters up to the summer holidays, And he basically, without going into all the detail of it, he unpacks the gospel in those eight chapters. Creates a level playing field. Gives the starting point. That the gospel is the same for every person whether Jew or Gentile. And what he unpacks in the whole of Romans, all 16 chapters, is why Jesus came, who he came for, to the Jew first, then the Gentile, which he clearly talks about. Showing God, had not forgotten the Jews and how the Jews then and Gentiles who believe are one in Christ together and how we then live as his church, his people, his bride together. That's what Romans pretty much is the Bible in one book, in 16 chapters. I believe it's a prophetic book, as we've said, to the church at this time because much of the Western church has forgotten God's heart for the Jewish people that he's not rejected forgotten and finished with them and we've pretty much westernized the gospel in the way that we often teach it and communicate it and Paul was bringing some correction into there because the Romans began to think they were better than the Jews the Gentiles God's finished with them and this, that and the other. He was correcting that and without going through the eight chapters and what each one of them represented because we don't have time for that. We've, we've taught all of that over the last eight months and there's a lot more we could have taught. The whole reason he taught the first eight chapters was then to come to chapters 9, 10 and 11. He had to write all of this stuff about what the Gospel is, why God had to express His wrath in love to deal with sin, to show that He is the only one righteous because the Lord does not save you. Trying to get to God in of yourself doesn't save you. It's only faith in Him that gives you a righteousness before God because it's His righteousness. He talks about all of that, sets the scene and says whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, it's the same Gospel for every person. But then he comes to 9, 10 and 11. And he gives all of, I'm not going to call it preamble. That would be dangerous to say that. But he, he gives all of this to go into these three chapters. And chapter 9 really begins following all the blessings of what are in chapter 8 that Paul talks about. It begins in chapter 9. And I'm not going to get into all the stuff in chapter 9. We're going to do that next week. It begins in chapter 9 with a heartfelt cry. Because he knows his people, because Paul was Jewish, he was one of the leading scholars of Judaism or whatever he was And he said, the gospel has come yet my brothers, because he was a Jew, my brothers, they're missing it. They haven't got it. They haven't got the revelation. They're They're still trying to get to God in their own way. And this is what he says. This is, now this is the heart of intercession right here. Only God can work this in his heart and could work this in us. This is what he says. Listen to this. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ. Wow. Are we for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race, the people of Israel. What a statement. That he's basically saying to If it meant I would to lose my salvation so that they could be saved. I'm prepared to have a, an eternity without God, if that's what it means, so that my brothers, the Jews, could be saved. What a heart of intercession. Exactly the same as the heart of Moses before God when he came down from the mountain after receiving the Ten Commandments and they'd, they'd all been get that golden calf and worshipping this, that and the other. And he came down and, and then Moses said himself, he said, oh, I've written it down somewhere. Forgive their sins. This is what Moses prayed. But now forgive them their sins. But if not, then blot me out. Wow. I, uh, that's the beginning of chapter 9. And what we see in nine, ten, and 11, in a nutshell, okay, is... Jewish people are God's sovereign choice. He chose them. They were to be the fulfilment of the promise or part of the, to, part of the... Well, let's put it this way. God spoke to Abraham, gave him a promise that a people and a nation would come from him and him and Sarah, Isaac, and then the, Jacob and then the nations, the tribes of Israel, the nation of Israel. But also God promised Abraham, the nations would be blessed through you. And what Paul is saying here, God chose them. It was his sovereign choice to reveal himself to them so that he could then reveal himself through them to the nations. That was his choice. And that was then going to be ultimately through Jesus, the Saviour. And yes, on the whole, they rejected him. But then Paul goes on to say, yes, on the whole, we as a, as a Jewish people, we rejected Jesus, but there was still a remnant. And he gets to that in chapter 11. And he has to unpack 9, 10, 11 to show that the gospel came first to the Jews. God chose them sovereignly to reveal Himself to them and then through them as a people. And He's not changed His mind. He's not forgotten them. And what He communicates in 9, 10 and 11 is, Hey guys, those of you who are Gentile believers, don't forget that what you have become part of is theirs. It's not yours and they become part of what is yours. Because Paul used the analogy in chapter 11, which will explain more about the olive tree, that Jesus is that olive tree. He is the root. And there are natural branches, which are the Jews. That when they believe in Jesus, they are then naturally grafted into the vine because they are the natural branches. But then there are the wild branches. That's us lot who are Gentiles. And when we believe, the, the wild branches get grafted into the olive tree, which is their olive tree, not ours, it's theirs. And we get grafted into what is theirs. And this is what Paul is saying here. Because the intention of God for the nations is that Jew and Gentile, Saved through Jesus the Jew came to the Jews first, and that through Jesus the Jew, not only is He salvation for the Jewish people, He is salvation for the Gentiles, and together we become one in Christ when we believe, because it's all by. Faith, And we're going to unpack more and more why that is so important then in the days we are in and why it's so relevant for us. And one of the things we're going to do, because we can't unpack all of this stuff on Sundays, we don't have time. On Sunday night from the 25th of September for 10 Sunday evenings, Jane and I are going to be running a Zoom let's just call it a Zoom. If I call it a group and there's six on it, it will be a Zoom group. But if there's 50 or 80 on it, it won't be a group. So it's a. we're going to run a Zoom from seven to eight and it's open to anyone in the church. Because we believe it's right that we go just deeper in understanding not only Romans 9, 10 and 11, but what God is saying to us, about the centrality of the Gospel and what the Gospel does to reconcile people to Him and what it means for the power of the Gospel to be in our lives. But also, why is Israel so important in God's plans and purposes, where the Jewish people are and what does that mean for us as Christian, as the church in that sense? And we're going to use a book, The Jewish Jesus, written by a great friend of ours called David Hofbrand, who is a Jewish believer himself, lives down in Brighton, And we're going to read two before the Sunday evening each week. We'll read two chapters each week. And then we're going to just discuss. There'll be Q&A and all sorts around the two chapters each week. There's 18 chapters in the book. So there'll be nine weeks of reading two chapters a week. And then one of the other weeks, we'll actually have David Hofbrand on with us. So the first week, we'll kind of get going with it. And... The second week he's gonna be with us on the Zoom call and we're gonna have kind of just a whole conversation with him. It's gonna be fascinating, it's gonna be so helpful. Unpacking why did he write the book and just getting the bit more of that, not just the backstory, but some gold in it as to what this means for us today. Jew and Gentile, so, so important. And what that means for the nation and the nations, God's plan, that we're all caught up in, all part of. God's plan and purpose is so much bigger than just our own individual lives and our own individual needs. There's a much bigger thing going on that we are part of. And God wants us to understand that. And so if you want to connect into that, anybody can be part of it. Especially if you're new to the church and you haven't had much teaching or understanding to do with the Israel the Jewish people and God's purposes and what is that all about why is that so important and central to what God is doing it might be you've been in the church a while and you still think well I still got loads of questions don't understand a lot this is this is sign up and you can sign up here in the hub today we've got a sign up sheet or you can sign up online again infokingdomfaith.com just say so I want to be part of the thing on Sunday nights and we'll ping you the 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 whatever it is link for that Zoom call it's going to it'll be on the website anyway but we'll send you it you'll obviously need a book we've got about 30 copies here they're 10 quid um, if you want to get one today you can do if you haven't you can get them on Amazon they're £10.35 on Amazon but you'll, you'll need to have read the first two chapters before September the 25th I mean you might read the old jolly book before then but you need to have, because when you get starting, you, it's very difficult to put down that book. It's a really easy read. The way David writes it is brilliant. You don't need a degree in theology to read it. You just need to open it and go, Holy Spirit, would you talk to me while I'm reading this book? And he'll, he'll do a download on you. So you can get that book today if you want. And we don't mind how many people are connected in on that, on that call It'll be helpful for us to know because if there are lots of people, then there might be some different ways that we run some of it. Okay, So it's not just a big group on all the time. There are certain bits that are important for that, but then we'll, we'll do some other stuff to help everybody connect on a much better level than just keeping everybody as a group. So we'll, we'll look at all of that. It's so important. If you want to sign up to serve or get help out in different ways or find out more in the building, just do that again today. Just to close, the primary yeah, the primary focus of this autumn is we are gonna seek God like never before. Amen. What is the result of that? Overflowing life so some of you might be thinking hang on Clive you were saying just before the summer God said seek the lost with the same heart that you seek me if you don't seek Jesus we won't have a heart for the lost and those that don't know him we'll just try and do things in our own efforts or we just think well I'm not good at that so I won't bother or you'll do it with condemnation because should, could, supposed to I tell you if we seek God with the heart knowing it's about overflowing with Him to those around us because that's why we see, We want to know God, of course we do and we seek in His face so that His hand is at work not just in us but this overflowing life and it's going to overflow in this building it's going to overflow in your home to your neighbours your work colleagues, your friends, your family, the people around you, overflow overflowing to our nation because our nation needs Jesus. Let's all stand up. If you're in Crawley, stand up. If you're in your homes, everybody stand on your feet. Just everybody, just raise your hands with the heart of, Father, I surrender to you afresh. This new era of our King Charles, this new era, era of our new Prime Minister. This new era of what You're doing by Your Spirit in the church and in our nation and the nations. Father, we lift our hands before You to say our lives are not our own, they belong to You. Father, we thank You You've called us to be servants of Yours. Amen. To honour You, to serve others and to honour them. Holy Spirit, we thank You that You download Your heart, the heart of the Father, the heart of the Son and the heart of who You are, Holy Spirit, into us day by day so that whoever we come across, we love with Your love, we are gracious with Your grace, we are merciful with Your mercy, we are patient with Your patience, we are kind with Your kindness, we are generous with Your generosity and everything else of Your nature and character. We thank You that we are clothed with power from on high to lay hands on the sick so that they recover. We thank You that we have the gospel of salvation in us so that we can share our testimony and talk about who You are, Jesus. And in those moments, we thank You, Holy Spirit, that You do the convicting, You do the revealing, You do the healing, You do the hope, You do the salvation, You do the whatever people need but you're just looking for an available vessel that is so full of you that you're pouring out of the spout, the lid and whatever this vessel is that you overflow through our mouths, through our eyes through our bodies being full of joy and hope and everything that people need. And Father, in all of this, your love for one another, your love for one another, your love for one another, it's just gonna grow grow and grow and grow and overflow, overflow, overflow. We thank You, Jesus. We praise Your Name. We glorify Your Name. We exalt Your Name. We magnify Your Name. A week tomorrow is the Queen's funeral. I don't know. It's going to be rammed in London, isn't it? Like never before. But we are, we're going to show the funeral here in the building here, obviously with a big screen. So if you'd like to come, if you're not going up to London and you'd like to be with others to just watch the whole thing. We know the actual thing starts at 11, but the pre things will start before that once we know the 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 times of when things started we'll let you know next Sunday but but we are going to be showing that here so if you want to be here a week tomorrow that's a bank holiday but if you want to come and be here Jane and I are going to be here and I know some people are already planning going they want to be there um, but if you want to join us you're more than welcome more than welcome Great opportunity to be together, pray together, pray for our nation in this moment. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.